What's up, guys? Coming to you live. Well, not really live because we're recording this episode back at home. I don't care what day it is at MCO. This is Momic Sessions. Let's go. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening for those of you listening right now. My name is Jenny Boy, and uh, today I'm flying solo, but I've got a very special friend who is basically joining us here today. Uh, this guy basically uh, makes me happy because um, when it comes to eating burgers, there's no other burgers I'll go to. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have together with us, he is the co-founder of My Burger Lab. His name is Renyi. Let's give it up. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Renyi, how are you, man? How's everything? I'm doing good. Uh, given the conditions, I think, uh, yeah, I'm surviving <laughs> or trying to at least. Now just just for those who, uh, for those who are actually listening right now, could you please you know give us uh, a brief uh, explanation on what you do? Uh, so I'm one of the co-founders of My Burger Lab, and for the last eight years, uh, I've been helping run the business. Uh, my main role nowadays is basically to oversee the general business sense from the finance to the HR to the marketing and so on, uh, even down to the product development. So I have to eat a lot of uh, different burgers, pizzas, and, and even pancakes recently. Uh, that explains my weight gain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no excuse there, but <laughs> it's part, 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 part of the uh, duty, right, of, of running an F&B. Um, I just happen to not have as much time to to rest or exercise. Uh, but anyway, uh, all in all, I think uh, Burger Lab has been a very fun business to run. Uh, we, <coughs> excuse me, I had Coke just now. So oh, it's okay, no problem. Uh, you told me it's a chill session, right? So Yeah, yeah, it's a chill, gonna, dude, this is a chill <laughs> session, man. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's a very relaxed brand in the sense where we see ourselves as uh, a, a brand that listens to its customers and actually evolve and change according to the customer's need. Uh, so this MCO has definitely been a great test uh, to to see what we're made of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team is definitely a very, very, uh, I would say, hardy people. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that we say, hey, let's try this, let's try that. They're like, okay, let's go. All right, no problem. So I've been very proud and very happy um, that we have seen, you know, we have seen the better part of MCO mm-hmm. and we are go- going towards recovery and I'm very looking forward to that. Yeah. So, okay. So like I'm going to bring myself back to how I discovered my burger lab. It's more of like a, a word of mouth kind of thing where all of a sudden somebody came up to me and said, Hey, have you tried this burger? The buns are black. Um, they put peanut butter and jam in their burgers. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and, and the thing is like, you know, one person ate it. And one person was obviously uh, purely like, what the hell? I wouldn't eat that thing. And all of a sudden, that person went to taste that burger and came back. It's like, oh my God, I tasted it. It was awesome. And next thing you know, that we were, we were, going, we were going to the restaurant and we realized there was a huge line. Like, like they were lining up to buy like iPhones and, and whatever not, but they, were, they weren't. They were lining up to buy burgers. And next thing you know, we were like wondering, why are people lining up to buy burgers? And there you have it. That was the birth of my burger lab in, in the whole entire community. And the thing is, it's just... When we went there, we were not disappointed. 
And I've been a huge fan of my burger lab for the past eight years that you guys have been operating. It's more of like, you know, anytime there's like uh, any celebration, I bring my team there. They're going to have uh, burgers. Any friends will come down from like overseas. I'll be like, hey, man, uh, especially the American people. Like, you, you guys have, you guys love your burgers, right? Okay, wait till you taste this, you know? And most of the time they'll be like, yeah, this this tastes great and stuff like that. And and, and you guys were, the, the one thing about my burger lab is you guys are huge on social media. I mean, like when you came into this business, did you know that, all right, I know there are a lot of other big giants uh, out there who are selling burgers, who are more traditional, who are going more with the traditional approach. You know, what made you guys think, or what made you guys decide like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna go to the social media approach, or was it just the, what was it just like sort of like, a, okay, I'm gonna test this out and see if it works. So uh, I've always classified us as uh, accidental entrepreneurs, oh, okay. meaning that, we did not we did not see ourselves to be in this position that we are mm-hmm. uh all we wanted to do was just to have a burger joint a simple burger joint to hang out with our friends you know have some beer at the end of the day mm-hmm. and just chill uh but because we were fairly anal with our product uh, at the start <laughs> i mean it wasn't a great product but we were definitely you know pretty anal about how we wanted things done right uh and we were able to create a, a product that thankfully a lot of people found um that found that they like too um, so, Auntie. Oh yeah, my mom is in the background. She's, she she never realizes that I'm rolling, and then when she realizes, she'll just run out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no matter no matter how loud I talk in the house, she's like she never realizes that I'm rolling the camera. But it's okay. Yeah, sorry. Okay, go go okay, on. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Yes. We make exception for MCO. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and and social media. You mentioned social media, right? Uh, it was also something that we accidentally um, found a voice. So. I think eight years back, it was quite common for most businesses to have a corporate voice yep. or at least be very careful on how they represent themselves on, on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we being idiots that we are, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, we really didn't know what we were doing. Okay. And we basically used Facebook for business as yes. we did on our personal page. Yep. We spoke to people as if we were ourselves. Right. But it was an accidental discovery that, hey, people found that they liked this brand because they they found out that um, there were people behind it. There were real people behind it. Right. So it was an accident, but we were at least uh, smart enough, I would dare say, uh, to say that, hey, this is something that people are discovering they like, mm-hmm. and we should replicate more of that. Wow. And from then on, Burger Lab has been, uh, um, you know, very I would say to a certain extent callous sometimes oh. uh, to how we do our social media, but mm-hmm. it is who we are. It is how we are. But of course, we try to be as sensitive as possible. Right. But we do toe the line from time to time. Uh, and, you know, being experimental, being a lab, right? It mm-hmm. wasn't about just being experimental on flavors. You, you talked about, you know, the PB&J yep. uh, burger. Um, but we also experimented with how we ran the business, how we did our marketing, how we did our HR, how mm-hmm. we did our operations. Everything was a big experiment. Throw things on the wall, see what sticks. And this was one of the things that stuck. Wow. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, when you said that, yeah, uh, there were actually people behind the brand. I actually felt that. It's like, yeah, there's always that's one person always responding to, cu- to customers, responding to comments, whether the comments were good or mean, because, you know, I know you, I mean, they, you do get some mean comments as well coming in and sometimes posting some really ridiculous stuff, uh, despite the fact whether you guys mean good or not. So, I mean, Social media was probably the biggest platform for you guys to expand exponentially. Is that, is that safe to say that? Yes, and it was free. It was very, very free at the beginning. For the mm-hmm. first two years, we didn't have to do anything. We just need to put out honest, creative content, and people started sharing, liking it, 
openly. Wow. Okay. So like you guys have been operating for eight years. Um, fast forward to 18th of March, you know, not, not, not even 18th of March. Okay. Let's just say like a few, a couple of days before 18th of March, when the MC, MCO was actually uh, announced by our prime minister. Right. And there you have it. You guys were like, okay, did you guys, did you guys already expect what was going to happen when the MCO was going to be implemented or you guys had like literally no idea what was going to happen? I think as responsible business owners, we had to uh, kind of try to, um, you know, guess guesstimate uh, yeah. what what was going to be out. We were definitely looking at places like China and and even Italy mm-hmm. uh, on how how things were being um, executed. So we were ready for a lockdown, and we were ready for a full lockdown. In fact, in right. fact, where we could not even function. Mm-hmm. But very thankfully, the first version of uh, MCO Phase One yep. uh, was. Fairly relaxed. I mean, apart from the fact that everyone can go out, uh, yeah. we as FMB, at least I can't speak for every other industry because I know a, a lot of people are suffering out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we as FMB we were able to function because um, the government basically deemed us as essential. Yes. We need to feed the people. Yep. And we we are very glad that we live in an age where grab food, food panda, and the likes are available. Mm-hmm. Um, that food can be delivered. Imagine if this was two years ago, right, where there's no food delivery. Yep. Uh, it would have been a very different scenario. Yeah, and to be honest, okay, um, speaking with the F and B uh industry in general, because they were a lot like for me, okay, so they they were a lot of uh business owners uh who were in the food industry who were actually reaching out to me to be honest, and um, I think like they were really really trying to basically get the word out there that hey, um. Could you please help? I mean, the way they reached out was very much. I was like, "Hey, man, could you please help? Uh, my business is suffering, and uh, you know, we need we need some help to kind of tell people that we are actually, um, you know, we are actually doing delivery. And these are people who probably did not rely on social media in the beginning. Whereas you guys, you know, your your, communi- your main communication point is the one communication point that people turn to during this MCO. <laughs> so, like, what? Okay, so I I mean, I ha- I remember having a chat with you over WhatsApp, and you were saying that you know they they were a lot of uh, businesses who were actually, uh, in the in the verge of uh, in the brink of closing down because of no cl- uh, cash flow. You know, could could you care to please enlighten everyone, uh, about that? Because you know, a lot of people would think, yeah, so far you know we are they have been closed for one month ni ma takkan one month ni can lose so much money. Yeah, people always have this mentality. You know what I mean? Because for like such as yourselves, right? My burger lab. People will always assume that okay, these guys are doing damn great. Confirm they're making a lot of money. Then all of a sudden, they like we you know one month of lockdown, and all of a sudden, let's say some businesses say, "Oh no, we're losing money," and everybody be like, "What the hell? Don't lie." So what what do you yeah. what do you have to say about that? Um, this is a very tricky question, and I can't again uh, respond on behalf of everyone. Uh, I can say that F and B number one, uh, the margins are very slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think that our burgers are expensive, and I don't disagree that it is expensive. Uh, however, for every burger sold, uh, we take home about seven to eight percent. Yes. Um, you know, equipments break down, uh, especially when we pay our staff well. Mm-hmm. Um, we give them uh, a lot of benefits. All this come into play, and there are a lot of you know uh, hidden costs. Um, so there is that. Now, again. I think under normal circumstances, uh, we would have that runway. However, yeah. when this started, it's March. Uh, and something to take note of is all businesses will pay out their bonuses and, and uh, you know, their, well, their bonuses at the end of the year. Yeah. So a lot of what we saved up has been given out. Right. Uh, and all businesses, when they make money, especially FMB, mm-hmm. uh, like ours, we try to expand. We don't keep the money in the bank. Uh, okay. We try to expand. We right. try to generate more revenue, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and 
with the opening of every new outlet, basically everything that we saved in that one year or two year mm -hmm. goes into that outlet. To open a new store, it's not cheap. Uh, I can say easily a Burger Lab uh, outlet like say Sunway, mm -hmm. right? A medium sized store. Uh, sorry, medium. Sorry, Sunway is considered large. Okay. Um, so I think Sunway is yeah. People are familiar. It's two stories, right? Yes. It's close to seven hundred thousand ringgit. Oh my god. <laughs> What yeah. the hell? Okay. Number one, kitchen equipments are actually very expensive. Yeah. Uh, for example, let's talk. Let's talk cafe. I think a lot of people have seen the nice, really sleek uh, uh, espresso machines that every cafe has, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they range from the cheapest, which is a small, tiny, cute one, uh, ten thousand ringgit. Mm -hmm. If you see a slightly longer one where there's three, uh, three porta, uh, three dispenser head, yeah, uh, those are, can go up to seventy to hundred thousand ringgit. Oh Just one God. machine. Oh wow! Yep. Yeah, and we have a lot of equipment in the kitchen that needs to be heavy duty. That yeah. needs to function over years, over the years, day in day out, every day, right? Under high duress, under high stress. Yeah. Uh, and they are not cheap. So, uh, the opening of a store is actually very, very. It's, it's basically one year saving, if 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 that makes sense. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so for us, I would dare say that we have that two to three months runway. Yes. Uh, but. We, we were running under a different circumstance as well. Not every business model is designed to be a delivery model. Okay. Okay. So I can speak for businesses that are open during MCO. Mm -hmm. I can speak for restaurants that are open during MCO. We are open for business, but just because we have the same amount of sales or even more, yes. we don't make more. We actually put out a graph recently on Facebook. It's not a perfect graph, uh, to be honest. Um, it has its own flaw. It doesn't uh, take into account a lot of things, but mm -hmm. it allows me to explain uh, what the scenario is. So, for example, a takeaway experience and a dining experience. The cost that is that is increased on takeaway is number one, packaging. Yep. And then in the last one year, I think uh, we have been moving towards a more environmental um, um, you know, direction, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. However, it comes with a cost. Plastic bag, the same plastic bag would be around four cents, five mm -hmm. cents. Mm -hmm. uh, a paper bag, 50 cents. Oh. Right. And I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. Uh, however, it comes with a cost. Uh, now, every single box uh, that the burger comes in, again, it used to be a T1000. We call it T1000. It's like a, you know, the Tafan, the old Tafan box. Yeah, the yeah. Plastic ones. That's right. Yeah, those are, again, below 10 cents. But my new design uh, paper box uh, is around, I believe, 40 cents each. Oh. Okay. Right. So the cost actually increase, increases a lot. Just by taking away, um, the packaging wise, I already lost close to one ringgit to one ringgit 50 cents, depending on how many burgers is in that in the one. Oh, one wow. Bundle. Okay. Okay. All right. And people might say, hey, but you don't have stuffing, what, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, the stuffing doesn't decrease. We still need to manage a lot of uh, grab riders to make sure they take the, the right orders. I'm quite sure you've ordered before. Yeah. And then somehow the wrong order arrived or, you know, missing <laughs> order or extra order. So all this thing happens. So, the cost actually is slightly more. And of course, uh, this is the black sheet in the room that a lot of people don't talk about, which is the commission that we share with our delivery partners. Yes. Um, I, I, I think uh, recently there was a um, article that came out uh, in Singapore that Grab takes 30% um, of every delivery. Yes. So if you order something that's 10 ringgit, Grab takes 3 ringgit. The yes. restaurant takes the 7 ringgit. Mm -hmm. Now, that 7 ringgit, they have to inclusive of food costs, they have to pay their staff, they pay rental and everything else, right? Yep. So it's, it's very steep. Now, the thing is the delivery partners here are not the, the bad guys. Because we went into the mod, we went into the partnership happily because we say, hey, this business model works for us. Yes. Majority of my customers come in and dine. Mm -hmm. I make money from there. However, the delivery is a supplementary sales. Yeah. 
or used to be a supplementary sales. It basically, it basically, it basically helped you reach other customers or even f- customers who were just got them lazy to leave the houses and go buy something. Yes. And all of a sudden, yes. oh my God, Burger Lab can basically come to my house. All right, I'll do that. I know I, yes. I, I do that I mean, a lot. <laughs> look, on the days that you want to go and makan, right? You, you know you want fresh food. You want to be around people. You want to be around your friends, yeah. right? And on the days that you want to have it delivered, it's because you're short on time, you're working, right? You just want to spend time at home. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different uh, market. But right now, everyone is forced to be to stay at home, mm-hmm. right? Through no fault of their own. And our business model suddenly shifted uh, to a point where, hey, every single sales that we do, we have yep. to give grab food 30%. Yep. And the business was not built on that. Remember I said that uh, we have a very slim margin yes. right, of around 78%. Mm-hmm. And basically when we operate, we operate at a loss. Wow. Because no, no, no one was actually prepared for such... Uh, uh, such a pandemic to ever happen. No one was actually prepared for it. It was just like, it was overnight. It was just decided overnight. All right, guys, stay at home, that kind of thing. And yeah. okay, that, and and with that being said, you know, you guys are operating, well, just because of this shift uh, in how, it's shift in lifestyle, actually. I won't call it permanent. I won't call it a shift in lifestyle. I'll call it a shift in temporary lifestyle. Huh? It's temporary shift in lifestyle where everybody stays at home, you know, they don't go out. Everybody are basically forced to be cooks at home. Some of them become master chefs. Some of them still basically take home stuff. And, and because you're operating- I think the danger uh, that is, yeah. uh, some people would think they want to open restaurants after this. Yeah, like Dan Koo, because he's like freaking posting pictures of his <laughs> cooking every day. I hope you're listening, Dan Koo. <laughs> so like, it's like with, when, when, you, when you basically have all these uh, things that are laid in front of you, number one, we were operated uh, based on dining customers. And now that we have shifted to uh, solely relying on delivery partners, you know, uh, we basically pay them a commission. I un- and you also understand that this commission was basically predetermined and pre-agreed on even before such things were even present. There was no, nobody would know that there was, was going to be a, 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 a virus. Nobody knew there was going to be a COVID-19. Pandemic, right? Yeah. So with that being said, like, you know, when you are already, when you already know that you are operating at a loss, okay, does it come upon a time where like, hey man, do we have to lay off our staff? How do you come, you know, do you, okay, what do you do? do? Do you put your staff first or do you put your profits? How do you operate? Because some people, as you know, a lot of news are going around uh, online saying that, oh, you know, the directors have decided to cut like 30% staff. Everything is all about, you know, the cut losses, cut losses, cut losses. And then everybody will say that, you know what, these guys are just doing it just to save the directors from, you know, uh, collecting less of their profits as compared to the previous years. You know, they, were to ma- they are doing this to maintain the profits of the directors yeah. or all the big bosses. I mean, what's your take on that? Um, now, this is a tricky one. Uh, again, I disclaimer, I can only speak from Burger Lab's uh, point yep. of view. Uh, what we want to do is to protect the jobs. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the first thing. I don't want to, because I know it's going to be t- a few tough few months uh, moving yep. forward. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the decisions we made was we need to make sure everyone gets paid the same salary. So we have a bit of a runway, mm-hmm. right? We, we have enough savings to say, hey, another two, three months, we are good. Right. Um, but of course, I want to minimize the loss. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say two, three months later, I have zero cash to run the business, right? right? Uh, so what we started saying is, what can we do to make sure, number one, customers feel safe to buy from us, mm. all right? Because we need the sales to continue running. You right. need cash flow. Right, right. Okay? So instead of losing 100000 a month by paying salary, rental, and whatever else that comes along with wow. operating or even not operating, mm-hmm. okay? Salary-wise, it's close to 100 plus really, easily, wow. right? Wow. Um, yeah. Um, but then the, the, the question is, if I run, but I, I run at a small loss, 
Yep. I might be losing twenty thousand a month instead of a hundred thousand. Okay. So the choice is to operate. Right. All right. Um, and that is a strategy that we we applied. But apart from that, you will also realize that we started doing a lot of different things. We started yep. new verticals. Yes. Uh, we started selling home kits. Uh, where people can make turn their their home into a burger lab uh, for a day. You did that. Yeah. Right? So so basically, <laughs> for for those listening, you know, my burger lab uh, instead of just being a restaurant that sells burgers, they allowed uh, their customers to buy back uh, home kits to bring their burgers back home and cook it in their own and probably make something amazing or something bad shit crazy or something that tastes like shit but you know so far hey it's it's a fail safe product i would say because like i knew i knew next to nothing about cooking burgers and it still tasted good <laughs> yeah. with good ingredients you know you you don't have to worry too much uh but you will realize that you know you probably took an hour just to cook one burger yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes uh, and hopefully people appreciate a little bit more about you know what we do on a large scale yeah uh, but we, we started building new verticals mm-hmm. uh we even allowed for uh takeaway we built a system whereby people can just uh so we had some friends who said hey you know what i know grab food takes a certain commission from you yeah i want to come and uh buy from you directly can mm-hmm. i do that okay and people did come and do that however we felt that we were exposing them to greater risk wow. because when they come in they order it takes a three four minutes and then it takes another 15 20 minutes for the food to be ready mm-hmm. then by the time they're out they have spent a good 20 minutes in the store with grab riders coming in and out, yep, right? Yep. Now, we want to mitigate that risk. So what we did was immediately build a website that allowed for them to order mm-hmm. and come uh, over in 30 minutes, spend one minute in the store, get out, go home and eat. So we have done that. Uh, we have also started uh, working with our friends like uh, the meat expert mm-hmm. where we have done flavored patties. So usually our patty is straight up, you know, just beef or chicken. Yep. So we have, we have uh, garlic parmesan beef, we have uh, honey mango chicken, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all frozen pack that people can buy from uh, the Me Express. Uh, soon enough, I think we'll be on the grocery shelves as well. So we have forced ourselves to do new things, uh, to find new avenues. Wow. Uh, and one of the biggest things that we've done, which would be the most successful vertical that we've done, is our breakfast uh, menu. Yes. So in <laughs> less than... <laughs> In less than, uh, I think, four days, we came out with a menu that mm-hmm. we were happy with. And mm-hmm. we collaborated with our friends at Yellow Brick Road, yep. who serves really amazing brunch and pancakes. And look, I think this pandemic really brings out the best in people. They actually, we said, hey, we need to make pancakes. Can you share with us what, what is the secret to making good pancake? Mm-hmm. They're like, nah, here's the recipe. Take it and go. Right. right. And this is their bread and butter. But they were happy to just say, hey, you know what? You need this. Take it and go. Right. And I, I am absolutely touched by that gesture. Right? Yeah. And they need help. Uh, to be honest, I know how they're doing. They're not doing great. Yeah. Uh, and this is not a plea to say, hey, go and buy Yellow Brick Road. But if you can, you know, help them out. Yep. Uh, but this, there are so, so many people who are just generous despite their own uh, conditions. I, right? I totally agree and, to that, actually. Because, um, well, as a business owner myself, I mean, like... All of a sudden, you know, you have people reaching out to to see, hey, you know, how can we help and how can we help one another? And, and not just friends, but even brands as well who have worked with us and they realize that, okay, you know what? I think uh, I'm really grateful to some brands who actually continue working with us during this pandemic. And they said that, hey, man, I understand that you guys are, are going through some tough uh, tough uh, tough times, but hey, we need we need to work too. And you guys still need to work as well. So what can we do? in order to, to, to work together. And, and it, it has made me realize that 
competition or no why why is there why was there competition before the MCO where people like you know I'm only gonna fight for myself to 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 survive. Hey you know don't share my secret because you know why I don't want them to I don't want them to succeed because you know they're gonna steal my business. And here we are during the MCO all different businesses are helping different businesses to survive. Not just F and B and F and B. Even okay let's say for example if if you were reached out reached out to me hey man I'm more than happy to to help you. It's more it's more of like a win win gain. It, it, it's not it's not to say that I'm stealing your business or you're stealing my business. It's like, hey, we're helping everyone. And I see a lot more of that. Um, just wish that it would be like that without the whole virus pandemic and without the whole MCO thing. But, but let's take it as a silver lining, right? That the fact that this has accelerated that process of collaboration, mm-hmm. accelerated the, the fact that, hey, we can, we can be kind, we can be generous to one another. Um, you know, and, and not care about profit, but just care about survivability. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, in the future, this, this carries forward. And I believe it will. Uh, honestly, I've seen um, people become more accommodating, become mm-hmm. more patient, become yep. more generous in this time, more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, a, a crisis is, is an opportunity to do better. And everyone understands that we need each other to to move forward. Yeah. Um, and instinctively, we we are herd animals, and I think that motherly nature within all of us comes out, right? Uh, yeah. For the longest time, our bird lab, we, we were in the shits ourselves, mm-hmm. but we didn't ask for too much help in the in the first you know two three weeks. We were promoting other businesses. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and and the reason why we did that was uh, I was told by a mentor a, long, a mentor a long time ago. If you don't know what to do in a time of crisis, mm-hmm. start helping others first. Oh wow! Okay, okay. And through that, through that, you find a voice. You find that you know you will have people who rally up uh, to you. Yeah. And when you are truly in deep shit, right? <laughs> And you call for help. Yeah. People will come to you. Yes, I I but totally no, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. It's it's like. Last time, I think, okay, let's just put it this way. I think a lot of people are just too shy to ask for help because they are very shy. Yeah, I don't ask for help. After I don't know, he will go around telling people that I'm not doing well. Right now, it's like a common knowledge that everybody, okay, not everyone, but most people are struggling. And, and you know, it's not, there's, not, there's no need to be shy. And I was like, hey man, uh, is there anything we can do together? Is there anything we can help uh, each other with? And, and right now, yeah, like you said, you know, people are just more willing now. And it's a great, it's a great thing to see, to be honest. It's a great community. Uh, it's like a very, very, very nice community building session kind of thing. I, I mean, I, I don't want to call it a session. I mean, I don't want this pandemic to last forever, but it just, <laughs> it just shows how much more we can give, uh, as human beings are. Exactly. And 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 exactly. with with that, you know, it it allows us to basically, uh, like put put our differences aside, uh, put our egos aside, and realize that hey, uh, there are certain things that you need to respect more. You need to respect other people's craft a lot more. And people will understand your craft a lot more, and therefore you 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 just be you're just basically grounding yourself away a lot more than usual, and being more simple, like you mentioned, more simple and more understanding. And that's I say that's amazing. I mean, it is. I mean, everybody's complaining the fact that oh, you know, this pandemic is 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 we're suffering, we're suffering, we're suffering. If there's something good that comes out of this whole pandemic, it's about kindness is about people uh you know being kind to one another helping each other at the times of hardship and stuff like that and and i i i really have to give a big round of applause to everyone not just yourselves like not just burger lab but to everyone who's basically done this and i know i urge everyone to continue doing this because yeah we all need we all need more kindness don't we (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And and here's the thing. Um, I, I think Burger Lab has always been very collaborative. That's why you see every year we're working with different big brands yeah. uh, to come up with new things, come up with you know charitable mm-hmm. causes. Um, and there are I, I I dare say that from my experience, a lot of times when you do that, um, prior to COVID, what will what what the first response will be what's in it for me right right it's always a, if i give you something i i want something back but mm-hmm. I, again in during in in this time of a uh, crisis yeah a lot more there's a lot more hey i don't care what's in it for me if you ask for help i can give help mm-hmm. i will give help and i think it's it's a new start it's a, it's a start to something new and i think believe I, I i do believe that people will continue this moving forward because they realize that once they start giving right others want to give back to and yeah, it's a win-win for everyone. I, I I believe that when people ask you how can I help, right? This is where you basically use your your biggest strength to help people. It may be like for example, Yellow Brick Road. It may be their recipe for pancakes. That is their biggest strength. I mean, I'm not just saying that's just that, but like for me, my biggest strength will probably just be social media. I mean, right? You know, that's it. Your 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 biggest strength also social media and also uh where, you know burgers and stuff uh making home kits. And collaborating and bringing the whole F&B community together to collaborate to basically uh, benefit everyone who's affected. So everybody has their strengths. And, you know, when everybody basically, you know, if strengths, if your strength becomes your currency, it, it will be an amazing, it will be an amazing community in the long run. Because at the end of the day, it would just make everything it becomes more community rather than competition. Everybody knows. I like, like that. Yeah. It's like, I like that. Yeah, strength becomes your currency. And, 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 and it, it, it's just another way of saying that, you know, when you do something for people, right, you do it the best you can, you do it the best of your ability without without expecting anything back. So that's why, you know, yeah, I guess the best way to say it, strength is your biggest currency. And Gene, hey, uh, uh, I, would, I, would, I would edit that a little bit. I think compassion is the currency. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're strong. Okay, yeah, compassion. Compassion is the biggest currency. I mean, compassion consists of a lot of things. You know, your 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 strengths in it. Everything like everything. You know, everything all bundled yeah, in the one helping great. people. Wow, <laughs> and it's 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 just very. I mean, for me, is I I I feel that you guys are doing such an amazing job when it comes to uh sustaining and operating during the MCO. And I think that a lot of businesses should kind of kind of listen to your story to, to understand you know what you guys have been doing how you guys had to basically uh, pivot around your business model how you guys had to make decisions and you know put your staff first and still continue operating as usual and and I like the fact that you said that you know we had to basically reassure people and give them the confidence to continue buying from yourselves from your company and that's that's a that's a that's a good thing well, not you just, know not just us not just us right I think the economy has to keep going yeah uh, money has to continue to be spent so it keeps going around if everyone stops spending that's when recession happens and I don't want that to happen right so i think what we are trying to do is to inspire other businesses to say hey if we can build a model as such where our fans or our our supporters still want to continue to buy from us Mm -hmm. you can do it too yeah right and hopefully we we show an example of how to go about doing so and keep sharing right uh and everyone do well together the market is huge yeah right and i think uh hopefully again uh i think more people would do well if they start sharing Right. Okay. That's 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 great. And okay. Before before we wrap this up, you know, uh, this has been an interesting sharing session, uh, inspiring sharing session. You know, to all SMEs, the SMEs businesses that are basically running right now and who are basically going through struggles. What would that one piece of advice, whether they be in the F and B industry or any other industry, what what would that 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 one piece of advice you'd give to them? Listen, who those to those listening right now. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. You never know where help comes from. Uh, I'm really good at asking for help. Uh, apart from you know trying to help others, but yeah. I'm whenever I need help, I'm not shy to ask. Right. I don't let ego get in the way because 
you will realize that people are more generous than they seem to be. Mm, um, okay. I have a few mentors myself, and I when they say ask for help, not just physical things like hey, I need money or I need this, I need that, right? But advice, right? Um, but I have a lot of people who will be way beyond my level of um, um, in terms of business uh, acumen, mm-hmm. right? For example. Uh, Chung Lin is a friend and a mentor. Chung Lin from Nando's. Yes. Right. Yes. She has like 70, 80 over hours. Right. Wow. However, when I reached out to her for the first time and asked for advice, mm-hmm. she was happy to share. Okay. Right. But who was I to ask for an advice? Mm-hmm. I see. I see. But daring to ask for it and being being um, pleasantly surprised by the fact that she replied, that yeah. she reached out, mm-hmm. and in fact was happy to share, inspires me to do more for the people that might look up to me. Wow. Okay. Right. And the ecosystem, right? We always help the people beneath us. All right. While we seek help from the people above us. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I, I like that. <laughs> that's really amazing. That's a, that's, that's a good takeaway from this, uh, from this uh, session. Renyi, I, I, I just want to say thank you so much for, for taking time to speak to me. I know you're busy. I don't want to take too much of your time because, you know, at the end of the day, I still want to eat burgers and I want to make sure that, you know, you run your business so I can still continue ordering burgers from you. <laughs> but uh, I just I just want to say um, congratulations. Um, all the best in whatever you're doing. Uh, of course, uh, MCO restrictions are going to be lifted up a little bit. You know, this come 4th of May. But that doesn't mean everybody can go out and basically party like hell, huh? Um, are you guys, you guys are not allowing people to dine in, right? Still. All right. And you know, basically, if you want to basically check out my burger lab, Rani, where can they go? Uh, we have six outlets. Uh, feel free to you know come visit us: Sea Park, OUG, Sunway, uh, Bangsa, My Town, and Cyberjaya. Yes, and uh, follow them on their socials. It's at My Burger Lab on Instagram. It's the best place to go because you know there's always pictures for you to basically look at and hopefully uh, convince yourself to order one during this MCO. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Sorry, Reggie. Just one last thing. Yes. Uh, I mean, I love the support and thanks for the shout out. But honestly, uh, we're doing okay. Yep. Um, for the most part. Uh, go help your local hawkers. Go help your local smaller guys. Um, they they really really need the help right now. Since we are able to go out, go out and 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 buy from them. All right. Uh, practice you know distancing and whatever else. Not that. All right. Needed. Cool. You heard that from Nye. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we hope you guys basically took away something from this. Um, make sure you follow us and you stream us on Apple Podcasts. You can uh, stream us on Spotify. You can stream us on youtube.com slash TV Hangouts as well. Renyi, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And uh, we'll basically see you again soon after this MCO. Take it easy, Take guys. Care. Speak Bye. to you next time. Bye.